This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. In the name of Jesus, amen. Like this one, a plumb line. I borrowed this one from my dad, which perhaps he has, because his dad, my grandfather, had a plumb line too. I know that because the first time I ever saw a plumb line in use was going camping with my grandparents as a child in their RV. Grandpa had rigged up this this system um, so that he had a hook in the ceiling uh, directly over a spot on the floor. It's somewhere where he, that, he'd, that he'd hung it when he knew the, the RV was level. So that when he got to the campsite, he'd hang the plumb line on this hook. And then when the metal thing at the end hung directly over the spot, he'd know it was level. You got to get the picture? Since this was before the, the days of the fancy hydraulics and self-leveling uh, RVs and campers and such. Um, it was my, grandmother, my grandmother's job to run around and stick uh, shims of wood of different uh, widths and heights underneath uh, the wheels while Grandpa kind of maneuvered the, the RV to get the, the, the plumb, bob, plumb bob to hang directly over the spot. You get the picture how the, how the plumb line, the plumb bob works. Whether it's an RV or a, a building site, it's, it's what you use especially before lasers and spirit levels and stuff. What you use to make sure the structure is straight up and down, the wall is sound and not crooked. Well, not just Dad and Grandpa, but turns out that the Lord God also owns a plumb line. One, in fact, that he pulled out for the prophet Amos in our Old Testament lesson for today. It's part of a little vision parable that God showed the prophet. The wall or structure he's, he's holding his plumb line up next to stands for the house of Israel. And the idea is to show how crooked and off kilter that house his people were. This is 8th century B.C. Israel, a couple of decades before they'll be wiped out by a series, a series of Assyrian invasions because things are so crooked. Now, well, everything on the surface, mind you, at least for, for some folks, is pretty good. Economy like gangbusters, markets all-time highs, all that, plenty of entertainment. Just below the surface, all is rot. And God, through Amos, is not holding back. Uh, the shepherd-turned-preacher rails against the rich, sipping their 25-year-old scotch while people starve. Uh, while they trample the heads of the poor into the dirt, literally stepping over needy people on their way to the next party, completely ignoring God's law. In one telling indictment, Amos says, they lay themselves down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge. Sounds like an odd thing until you realize what is going on. The, the idea is in Amos' day, folks would often give their garment, their, their cloak, sometimes the, the only clothes on their back, so to say, as collateral for a loan. But God's law said you had to give the cloak back at night 
uh, especially for a poor person, because it might be the only thing they have, and if they don't have it, they'll have nothing to sleep in, maybe freeze to death or something. So Amos is saying they're taking those very garments and laying on them next to altars, which means they're taking the garments of poor people who may be freezing to death and using them for bedding at false altars to bed cult prostitutes. <laughs> you, you see how, how crooked, how crooked is that? Now this plumb line image, it's such a great image. Because like I said, because everything was so kind of hunky-dory on the surface, a lot of people, most people, were denying that there was much of a problem at all, choosing to turn a blind eye to the fact that everything was really that bad. But the thing about the plumb line it is, is that it is undeniable evidence. If it's not directly over the spot, the RV is not level. <laughs> If the wall and the plumb are not parallel, the wall is crooked. Gravity doesn't lie. In, in fact, I think it's, that's the, the whole point here with the image. It's in your faceness. Before this, God has used a couple other images with Amos of fire and locusts coming. And, and Amos has actually argued with God. And so, come on, God. I mean, I know you've been going on about this stuff and through me and I've been preaching, but is it really that bad? Does, does that kind of destruction really merit it? And so for this third image, God breaks out the undeniable. The plumb line, like, hangs it in his face. Even the language itself, there's something interesting in this, this text to Amos, where God directly addresses Amos by his first name. Probably didn't catch that, but it's a very rare thing in the prophets. That God says to Amos, Amos? What do you see? God never says that to someone like Isaiah, for example. It'll say like, and then the Lord said to Isaiah, go or something. But it never says, the Lord said to Isaiah, Isaiah? In fact, only two times I could find in all the prophets does God address a prophet by his first name. And I think it's something like this. It's like, come on, Amos? Amos. The way a father might say uh, uh, to uh, a powdered, sugar-covered, um, or might say to his son, who's just denied eating a half dozen donuts, instead of holding up a plumb line, might hold up a mirror to his powdered, sugar-covered face and saying, Phoenix, <laughs> what do you see? Or, or since, maybe better, since Amos has compared Israel or God has compared Israel to an unfaithful spouse. You can imagine something like, you know, Jack has been unfaithful to Jill in their marriage, denying it out the wazoo, until Jill holds up the, the pictures and the text stream from, his, from Jack's cell phone and says, Jack, come on, what do you see? Well, I think you get it. This image of the plumb line is such a powerful one. It's a powerful one for how God, I think, works in our lives through his word and through circumstances to bring to us those realizations about ourselves that we'd really rather not realize. To bring us to finally notice and finally confess stuff that maybe others have been seeing. Maybe even we ourselves have kind of been seeing, but have been trying really hard not to see. The plumb line. 
Gravity doesn't lie. Undeniable evidence. Whatever it is that makes the heretofore denied the undeniable. (laughs) That's the kind of stuff we're dealing with here. God's saying, Ben, come on. These things are all over Scripture. Plumb line moments. Nathan telling his story to, to David about oh, this horrible guy who stole his neighbor's little lamb, even though he had plenty of stuff. And then uh, <clears throat> sticking him, you are the man. Plumb line dropped. Or, or the, the cock crowing to Peter. Peter, turns out you're just like everyone else after all, aren't you, tough guy? Plumb line dropped. Paul on the Damascus Road. You thought you were serving the Lord the whole time. You've been killing his children. Plumb line drop. You can think of our own kinds of examples. I don't know, the, the sneaker executive visits one of his factories in China and sees a sweaty 14-year-old worker and says, Good Lord, am I part of this? Plumb line drop. Or maybe it's something like this. Your star shortstop comes home. The one on whom you've spent thousands of dollars and the best training and the, 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 the best team. Comes home at 16 years old after practice in tears and tells you, Mom, Dad, I hate baseball. How can you not see that? I've hated it the whole time. This has been all for you. And as you realize it's been your own ego driving the whole thing, you feel the plumb line dropping. Maybe there's some plumb lines dropping in your life right now. That thing right at the back, kind of been nagging you, wondering. I mean, what, what of all the, the racial issues and tensions that have been a part of our social consciousness and conversations, especially these last few years, in a unique way, perhaps? I know I, know I usually don't speak of these sorts of things, at least from up here, um, partly because it's so complicated and there's so much self-righteous posturing and opportunism that goes on across the board. But it does feel like something of a plumb line moment for many. I don't speak with any kind of particular authority, but only from personal experience. Uh, That a conversation or two with some Christian brothers and sisters whose skin is darker than mine has been a bit of a plumb line. Showed me in a way that is not so easy to admit or deny that things are not as okay as maybe I thought they were. And that's not okay for me to pretend that they are okay or that none of us have played a part in the not okayness. It's a plumb line drop. I think you get it by now. The cock crows, the you are the man, the factory workers sweat, the teenagers' uh, uh, tears, the, the difficult conversations. All those plumb lines. All those experiences that make the heretofore denied undeniable. And you've got others, I know you do, because I do too. Maybe some of them are dropping right now in the midst of this sermon by the power of the Holy Spirit. Something nagging at the back of your mind and heart and saying, oh my goodness. Some things you've turned a blind eye to uh, about yourself or the world, which is becoming increasingly hard to remain blind to. I mean, not that we don't try. 
excuses flow so quickly. The kid with powdered sugar all over his face. No, 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 Dad. I just got hit in the face with an eraser. (laughs) Jack says to Jill, "Ah, those are not my texts. Someone must have hacked my phone. I got a gospel lesson, John the Baptist. He is one giant plumb line to Herod. He's a walking plumb line, constantly reminding Herod that the woman he's married to, Herodias, because he stole her from his brother, is a woman he should not be married to. And so what do Herod and his wife do when that plumb line drops? They say, you know, yeah, you're right, we've got to make things better. Nope. They decapitate the plumb line. The Amos bit itself, there's that other prophet, Amaziah. He looks at the evidence of his and his people's sin. He can't deny it. Sees the plumb line and says it's so much easier just to be crooked, isn't it? Can't you just leave us alone, Amos? Why do you have to ruin a good thing? Go back to where you came from. Stop making everyone uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. Comfortable experienced of a plumb line hung alongside your life, alongside your heart, alongside your soul. No wonder a prophet like Amos was not very popular. Most of his prophecy was God hanging a plumb line in Israel sort of stuff. But the thing is, and beloved of God, it's the really important thing. The Lord God did not only hang a plumb line in Israel. The Lord God hung himself. In fact, if it's not too weird of a picture, instead of thinking of a plumb line with a common stone or a chunk of metal at the bottom, think of this plumb line anchored with the stone the builders rejected. A plumb line pulled down to earth by the wood of the cross of Jesus, hot with love. Think of that plumb line so that it's impossible to see your own crookedness without at the same time seeing the heart of God who loves the crooked. (laughs) There's not so much good news in Amos, no. Like I said, mostly plumb lines. So thank God we have the rest of the Bible. (laughs) Like that other reading from St. Paul. Here is one in that text. He's just gushing with joy. And why is he gushing with joy? Because here's a guy who has had more than one plumb line dropped into his life. I mentioned one of them on the Damascus Road. And he is gushing with such joy because he knows how crooked he is, knows how crooked are those to whom he writes, and yet sees even them as so blessed. The thing that jumped out at me in that, that writing from St. Paul where, there was how many times he uses the word us. He says God has blessed us. He's chosen us, predestined us, adopted us, forgiven us, redeemed us, lavishes us with knowledge of him. Us, us, us. It's like someone saying, are you sure you got the right us, Lord? Or he's, he's anticipating that question from his audience. Are you sure, Paul, that you know who you're talking about? Because I am a crooked man. And Paul responds, yes, us. I say, you do see the plumb line. We're crooked and all. He says, yes, even you. And you, 
and you, and you. One last thing. Came across this thing on Facebook, my Facebook feed. The caption said, if you're dating someone for a month, and things are going wonderfully, and then you go to his house and see this. And this is the picture the caption is under of this horribly nasty kitchen. Like, not normal nasty, but just like that picture I put on the um, the blurb for today's service. There's food everywhere, and there's got to be dead animals under the, the counters covered with uh, just, just disgusting. They're falling apart. You can almost smell it through the picture. In our language, if this nasty, crooked <laughs> someone, what do you do with them? Now, the first response, um, it said, underneath the picture, it said, first response and Facebook responder said, I'd puke. <laughs> you know, I'm not the most uh, cleanly person myself, a bit of a slob probably, but I'd probably do the same because, like I said, that is no uh, normal nasty, that picture. What to do with the girl? I'd puke and dump her. Which is exactly what all of us would do, by the way, if we fully knew one another, fully knew our kitchens and everything else about each other. If we fully knew how out of whack and crooked we actually are, we'd all puke and dump each other. But what does Jesus do? If Jesus was on Facebook, what is his response? Jesus, you hang out with someone for a couple weeks and then find out not only is their kitchen nasty, but their whole house is a crooked, nasty mess. What do you do with her? Jesus says, I die for her. I rise up. I marry her on the spot and love her forever. Love you forever. Standing next to the plumb line is hard. It shows you what you'd rather not see. But take heart, fellow crookeds. The hand holding the plumb line is the hand wounded for you. It's the hand that's washed you, the hand that feeds you even today, the hand of the one who sees your nasty kitchen and insists on marrying you anyway. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.